birthday series uh, a couple weeks back that we're called we we're calling the joy of God's will. And uh, I, I think I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's deception or or what it is why people uh, are scared of God's will. It's like why should we be scared of being in the will of God? Or, or why should we go around it or resist it? Or why? Why? I, I, you know, it doesn't make sense. I know that I did that before I was a Christian. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand it. But I'm going to tell you the safest place that you and I could ever be. Hear me out. The safest place that you and I could ever be is right in the will of God. It, not only is it the safest place, it's going to be the most joyous place, no matter what you're going through life, because life is messy. Uh, we discovered that last week, if you were with us last week, when we talked about how we all are hit with storms of life. Some of you are right in the middle of a storm, either relational, financial, physical, some kind of storm in your life. You're right in the middle of that storm. And so all of us go through storms in life, and, and life is messy. And, uh, and so we need to understand that. But even in the middle of messiness, if you're in the will of God, if you're if you're doing what God's Word tells you to do, and by the way, the Word of God is the will of God for your life. And so when you're doing the Word of God for your life and you're in God's will, then you can still be joyous even in, a, in, a, in the middle of a, a messy situation. You don't have to lose your joy and your peace. So Psalm 40, verse 8, I want to give this to you. Psalm 40, verse 8 says, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. And so notice here that we can take joy in doing the will of God, living out God's will for our life. We're going to live out somebody's will. Might as well be God's will. Uh, You know, we don't want to live out, we don't want to live out the devil's will, right? Because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We don't want to live out just everybody's will. I, I said this last week, I'll say it again. You know, people don't want you to, they don't want you to do everything. They just want you to do their thing. Yeah. And, and so we, we, we've got, you know, so we don't want to be doing the will of people. Uh, and then we don't want to be doing our own will in, in that, our own fleshly things. Because when we do that, then the Bible says it profits nothing. It's not going to benefit us any, anyway. And so what we want to do is we want to do God's will. And so with all that being said, today I want to talk to you about bearing fruit in every season of life. God wants us to bear fruit in every season of life. And what's it, what's it mean to bear fruit? It means being producing good things out of our life. Good things out of our life. And so I, I took a scripture that I want to share with you guys this morning out of Psalm chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, and I took this out of a new translation. I, I like this translation, and it's the Passion Translation. If you haven't read it, it's it's pretty cool translation, and I just like the way that it worded it, and it makes it a little bit more modern. And, and so it says this. It says, what delight comes to those who follow God's way? Or we could say it God's will. It's delightful. It's joyous when we're right in the will of God. It says, they won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share in the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of God, 
meditating day and night in his true revelation of light. They will be standing firm like flourishing trees planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their lives. They are never dry, never fading, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Oh my gosh, that makes me want to dance and I can't dance. I mean, if I dance up here, I'm liable to fall. But that makes me want to dance because this, honestly, that's God's will for our life. Think about it. God's word is to prosper us. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And if we're not experiencing the abundant life that God has for us, we need to be questioning, why is it? Why is it not happening? Well, it could be that we're not operating in some of the principles that produces that fruit in our life. If the fruit of what God has for us is for us to prosper and to be blessed and to have that bliss and just just to enjoy life, then why is it that we're not enjoying it? You know, I was looking back and I I read and read back in Scripture this morning in uh, Genesis chapter 1. And we were, you know, you go back to the beginning and it really lays out a blueprint of how our life ought to look. And that blueprint, part of it, and I'm not going to get into all of it, but that blueprint is that we would be fruitful and multiply. He wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be producing. It's not just producing children, but he wants us to be producing good things in our life. And today, regardless of where you're at, because I know here's the tendency for most people. As they look at all their flaws, their inadequacies, their shortcomings, the things that they've done, and we've all blown it, golly. I wish I could go back and erase some things that I've done and just, and just uh, you know, things that, that I've said or done or whatever. I, I wish I could, but, you know, we all fumble the ball. And, and the thing that we have to do is we just got to pick up and keep going and, and just trust God that God's going to help work everything out for us. That's why we need to follow God, because the Bible says that he'll perfect those things that concern us. Because we're imperfect in ourselves, in the flesh. We're, in, we're imperfect. In spirit, where we've been born again, we've been born again in his, in his image. We're perfect there. But how many you know, a lot of people don't live 100% in the spirit. Sometimes we get in the flesh, and that's where we mess up some things. And we do that from time to time. And so, guys, we, we, we got to know that we're his, we're Jesus, and he wants to help us. So there's three really areas of fruitfulness that I just wanted to share with you guys just as quickly as I possibly can. And first of all, God's designed us to bear, bear fruit in every season of life. And, and let me talk about the fruit that comes from God's word. The fruit that comes from God's word. God will bear fruit through us and through our life if we're living by the word of God. If you go to Mark chapter 4, and I don't have time to read it all, but Mark chapter 4 talks about the sower sows the word. You're here to get the word. You're not here to hear me. You're here to get the word. You want to get the word because it's it's the word that I'm sowing into you that's going to produce that fruit. But let me tell you, it's going to be challenged. Matter of fact, the Bible says that there's four types of heart that are potentially hearing out in this, in this setting right now. And one, the Bible says that the word will be sown in their heart and the devil can come in and steal that word that's sown in their heart. And it doesn't produce anything. 
And so we don't want to be that type of person because we want to hold on to the word because the word will help us to produce fruit in our life. It'll help us produce great marriages, great children. It'll help us to produce great businesses. It'll help us to produce great churches, great relationships. It'll help us produce all kinds of good things. That's fruit coming out of our life. And don't kid yourself. You can't do this without him. Oh, you might get somewhere down the line, down the road, but you're not going to get near down the road where you can with him. And so we need to make sure. And, and so Satan will come in and he'll immediately steal away the seed that was sown in your heart. And then there, the Bible says there's those that hear the word and, and immediately they receive it with gladness. They get excited about the word. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then the Bible says they only endure for a short time. And then afterwards when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, the Bible says that they stumble. That word tribulation and persecution, it actually means, it means pressure because of circumstances. It enters in. You got circumstances, well, pressure, just pressure your life. And as a result, guess what? The devil uses that. Steal the word. Become unfruitful. Because you get focused on the wrong thing. You get focused on the pressure and the circumstances. You get focused on the giants in the land and the things that you're facing instead of God. And, and you get fearful instead of wa- operating in, in faith and in love and in God's word. Yeah. Amen? And you start making decisions based on your circumstances instead of based on God's word. And when you get away from the God's word, then you become unfruitful. Yeah. That's the word of God. Then there's another group of people that the Bible says that uh, that will receive the word, that they will hear the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things will come in and choke the word and cause it to be unfruitful. It just choke the life out of the word of God in our lives. Hey, this is talking about the word of God. God wants his word in us. And just because you're hearing it today doesn't mean that you, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue to, I mean, it's going to produce fruit in your life. You're going to have to hold on to the word that's been sown in your heart. And let me tell you, there's a couple of things that will come in into your life, and that's distractions and attractions. There'll be, there'll be those things that will distract you, the cares of this world. that distract you from God's word. Get you away. Worry fretting, caring. Every one of us are tempted to do that regularly. Hello? Regularly. When you're faced with a circumstance, guess where you want to go? If you don't watch it, you want to get fearful, you want to worry, and you want to fret rather than in faith. Okay, you know what? God be for us. Who could be against us? God will work all things out for good to those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So we respond. We need to respond by the word. But a lot of times we don't. So the distractions of this world and then the attractions. The, 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 the scripture says that the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things enter in. Those are the attractions of this world. They begin to attract us. Even There's a greater attraction towards those things than the word of God. Then God's will. I want God's will. More than anything, I want his will. I, 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 I want his will. I want his will for you guys. And so those, that's the third type of heart. And then the fourth one is, are those that bear fruit. The Bible says they hear the word. 
They receive it and they bear fruit. They put it into action and it begins to bear fruit in their life. So the word of God is is, uh, the first area that will bear fruit in our life. Another area is that the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. God's Holy Spirit, as we walk in the Spirit, as we live by the Spirit, as we're focusing in on God's Word, He helps us to bear fruit in our spirit. And, and, and of course, I'm going to take you to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, and it says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, There is no law. In other words, if you will live by the Spirit, and it's easier said than done. It is. It just is. But you can get where you're living more in the Spirit than you are the flesh as as you begin to walk out God's Word. And and you can can have God's joy in your life, His peace, self-control. Why is it that so many people are so... Uh, uncontrollable. They, they can't control their flesh. They can't control. It's like they want to do the right thing, but they end up doing the wrong thing. Amen. They have the desire to it, to do it, but they end up doing the opposite. Instead of being self-controlled, they're being flesh-controlled. And they miss the mark of what God has for them. And instead of bearing the good fruit, the God kind of fruit that God has for them, they begin to bear the fruit of the flesh, which profits nothing, which leads to death in, in our life. Let me give you one more real quick because I want to I move on and I want to share three thoughts with you. And that's the fruit of prayer. There's the fruit of prayer. Scripture tells us in John 15 verse 5, It says, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into a fire and they are burned. A lot of people getting burned all the time. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, guess guess what happens? Makes your prayer life powerful. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. And so God's glorified when we, when, when we have the fruit of our prayers being answered. By the way, let me say this. When we pray according to God's will and God's word, God wants our prayers to be answered 100% of the time. Yeah. One hundred percent of the time. Why wouldn't he want us to? Why wouldn't he want to answer our prayers if we're if we're praying according to his will, according to his word? Isn't that right? And so when we abide in the word, it produces it produces the fruit through our prayers. And so with that being said, what does it take to bear fruit in every season of life? Because he wants us to bear fruit in every season of life. We read that earlier out of out of uh, Psalms, the book of Psalms. And so let me give you just really three things that I, I, and it may be more, but there's at least three things that I thought about and that I see in Scripture that, that helps us to bear fruit. Number one is it's important that we be planted in God's will. Be planted. 
In other words, we just can't hit and miss. We can't just one day be in God's will and, and then another day forget God's will. And, you know, it doesn't matter. I know that the word says to love, but I'm not going to love. Do you know who I've got to love that? It's hard, it's hard to love that person. You know, we put conditions on love. Well, God's love is unconditional. Isn't that right? And it's tough to love unconditionally. It's tough to love somebody when they mess up. And by the way, we all mess up. We just do. Some of us don't mean to. Some of us mean to. (laughs) Some of us do it intentionally. It's like, I'm going to get that person and I'm going to make them pay. You know, that's intentional, right? And uh, and so, but but you, you, that's that's living outside of God's will. We're not planted. We got to get planted where our roots go down into the Word of God, and we allow the Word of God. Because if you're not planted, how are you going to bear fruit? It's the Word of God in our life that bears fruit through our life. And so we've got to get planted in God's Word. Psalm 92, 13 says this. It says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall bear fruit in old age. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not there yet. I'm not old yet. But it's coming quickly. (laughs) Jesus, help me. They shall, get this, they shall be fresh. My, My wife likes that. And flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And so, but we got to be planted. We got to be planted in God's will. It's so important that we understand the importance of that. What you get planted in matters. You can't get planted in in the world and expect God results. I, I was, we were, uh, and our, our, uh, our pastoral small group this morning, I alluded to this that some of you, if you've been around, have heard me tell this story a, a couple years ago, I think it's been now. Uh, we have a flower box in behind our house, and, and we hadn't planted anything in 15 years, maybe even longer. And so a couple of years ago, we wanted to plant some, some plants back there, some azaleas and some crepe myrtles. And so we bought all these things and spent money on it. Good hard work, earned money on it. Yeah. Go over there. We didn't do anything to the dirt. We had planted those things. And within, I think, two months, everything was dead. It was dead. And, and the reason is, is the soil needed to be uh, it needed to be cultivated. It needed to be probably some topsoil needed to be uh, brought in, and, and that type of thing. And the soil was it was it was just not good, and and as a result, it it didn't grow anything. And and many times that what we need to realize that this world and these world's ways and the flesh and all selfishness and all those things when we plant ourselves in that. That's why things are dying around us. That's why our marriages are dying. Our, our peace is dying. Our joy is dying. The different circumstances that we're going through are dying in our life. It's because we're planted in the wrong thing. But when we get planted in the Word of God, when we get planted in the Holy Spirit and allow Him to work in our lives, then's the joy. There's the peace. There's the self-control. There's the, where those, that fruit is coming forth out of our life. So we've got to get planted. That means we got to, even when times are hard, we still stay planted in the Word of God. 
Because the devil would love to come and steal the word that was sown in your heart. What's he do? He tries to get you unplanted. Uh, he uprooted out of, out, of, uh, out of the word of God. That's good preaching. It's because it's his word. Secondly, we need to be practicing God's word. Not only planted in God's word, but we got to practice it. One of the things that we talk about in our growth track is, uh, is talk, we talk about practicing the Word of God. And I always say this, and for you that have gone through it and you, you remember it, uh, you know, you've heard the saying, practice makes... And I always say, practice makes permanent. The more you practice it, the more permanent that it, that it becomes in our lives. So as we practice God's Word, it becomes permanent. And when you stay permanent in the Word of God, that's where the fruit's going to be able to come forth. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 22, and then verse 25, look at those two scriptures. It says, do not be deceived. Do not deceive yourselves just by listening to His Word. Instead, put it into practice. But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but put it into practice, you will be blessed by God in what you do. When we put it into practice, we will be blessed by God in what we do. And then James chapter 3, verse 17, it says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and of good fruits. Get that. Notice here, the wisdom from God's, from above that comes from God, it is good fruits without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. And I'm going to tell you, I understand, we read it earlier, that there's the pressures of life. It happens. And I, I'm fully convinced of this, that I believe that there's a lot of pressures that come on our life that are instigated by the devil. No doubt we help him. We help him along, don't we? we? We put undue pressures on our life that we shouldn't put. Doing things that we shouldn't be doing, getting involved in things, just getting too busy for our lives. We don't, we're, we're not listening, we're not following God in, in different areas. And, and let me tell you, and, and, and then you just, just messiness happens. I remember uh, right after I got saved, uh, uh, I, I, I was, I've been married before, if you, you, you know that. And right after I got saved, I became a single parent for six years. I was, I was a single parent of my son and, and raised him uh, before God brought to me my beautiful, awesome, foxy, hot wife that I have right now. And she's not even in here. Oh, she'll listen to it. She knows what I want. So anyway, I just want to kiss. See, see where your minds went? Just wanted to kiss, that's all. But as a single parent, this is where God began to reveal this truth about practicing God's word. Honestly, he gave me a scripture out of the Proverbs that says the diligent will bear rule. In other words, when you, you, you stay diligent, you're going to come out on top. And I began to live a disciplined life. That's where it really started. I'm very highly, extremely disciplined. And it started there. 
and, and, and also me speaking it. I speak over my life. I speak even over you guys that we're disciplined. I'm speaking over us that we're disciplined. And I begin to, I begin to live out. And so I begin, I begin to put things into place and, and systems into place and routines into place, like my prayer time, like my son. I mean, that guy, he, he wore iron clothes. I mean, I was always accused of ironing his underwear and his socks. I mean, he never went anywhere. I mean, his bed was made. The house was kept. Single parent. I was involved in ministry heavily, and he was there. He would never uh, lacked in anything. Every, I mean, he was taken care of. He get. I get up in the morning. I was there up early, early praying before he got up. Get him up. Got him ready. You know, just uh, just was just put into things in, into place in my life. So I started practicing it and applying the word of God to my life, applying it, applying it, applying it. And eventually it it's bore fruit. And my, my son and I are tight. And I try to do that with all, all of you guys, and especially my leaders. I try to I try to you know live that life where we're connecting and walking together. But it's not easy. And that's the problem for many people. It, it's, it takes work. It's not easy to practice what you need to be doing. Every day of my life, I jog. Never do I comp- uh, uh, compromise that. Every day I jog, regardless of weather, regardless of how I feel or don't feel. Every day I pray, regardless of how I feel or don't feel. Every day I'm in the Word of God, regardless of how I feel or don't feel. Every day I, I don't consult my feelings. I don't consult how I feel or not. It's like this is practices. These are practices, the things that I do in and through my life. It's practices, not pleasures. Amen. It may not be pleasurable, but I get to enjoy the fruit of my practices that are pleasurable. Amen. I get to enjoy my grandchildren. Amen. I get to enjoy my relationships because of the practices. Amen? Amen. And so we need to be practiced. Now, we need to practice. So we get planted, we practice, and here's a toughie, okay? I'm just warning you. This is tough for everybody because especially in the society that we live in, this microwave society wants everything now, 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 now. If it doesn't produce, I'm going to uproot and I'm going to go try something else. We've got to be patient. We need to be patient doing God's will. You, it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. It's being patient. That word patient actually means to endure. It actually means to be steadfast, to persevere, to be persistent. It means, are, are you getting anything out of this this morning? Because honestly, honestly, I, I told our team, my responsibility... I told him this morning in our small group, my responsibility and our responsibility as a team, as leaders, is not to make you happy. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to make you happy preaching this to you. Because your flesh is not going to like it. Be patient. It's like, no, I want it now. Like a three-year-old or two-year-old. I want it now. Give it to me now. If I can't have it now, I'm going to throw a fit. But you got to be steadfast. That means when you don't see anything happening. The Bible says that uh, Abraham, he, 
He staggered not at the promises of God with unbelief. But what did he do? He kept praising God. He kept glorifying God. He did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or himself being the age that he was, about 100 years old. He didn't consider all these other things that, that he could have considered. Too many people considering the wrong things, therefore they're not, they're not staying patient. And when you get impatient, what do you do? You give up, you pull out, you quit. I'm so glad that we as a church haven't quit. We've had some opportunities. Hello. Just like you. Just like your marriages, just like your children, your relationships, your whatever, your jobs, whatever you, you know, your dreams, I don't, whatever. There's always opportunities to quit. Last, last week, we had six adults make decisions for Christ here. We had two, uh, two in our elementary make decisions. Isn't that awesome? Because we are patient. I remember years back where we would give an altar call every service, and there was more times than not that nobody would respond. But now it's almost 99, 95, 99% of the time people are responding, and, and it's because of patience. We continue to endure. We continue to press on. And let me tell you, that's why people's lives are being changed. It's not being changed because you have a feel-good gospel. You're being changed because you're taking and you're falling in love with a Jesus and his word and you're putting it to work in your life and you're putting it in practice and you're not letting your flesh rule you. You're letting your spirit rule you and you're living your life according to God's word and that's how it happens. And I, I understand that you're juggling all kinds of things and, and you may not be feeling good. And, and But I want you to tell you, you, you may not feel... Let, let me say this in closing. You may not, you may not feel worthy of God's blessing on your life. And maybe that's where you've been struggling because you know your life. And I don't care if you've messed up the, the, all the past of your life from, from before you walked into this place. I don't care how big of a mess you made of your life. If you'll just pick up and start here, the grace of God is big enough to wipe out your past. You know, too many people are living under the judgment of God. They feel like God's out to get them. They, they feel judged, and, 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 and they're just missing it. I heard, I heard this just recently, a great analogy, and I'll, 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 I'll close with this, a great analogy. If you were to go into a, a, a China store or, or you know, a, a store, one of those different shops like that, and... And uh, you're looking around, and, and man, you're just doing on and just loved all the things that you see. And, and, but you looked at the prices, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I could never afford this. I mean, it's one of those high-priced places where, you know, stuff is thousands of dollars versus one or two dollars. You know what I'm talking about? And you're looking at that stuff, and... And it's like, wow, I'd love to have this, but I, I could never afford it. And while you're in there, because you're just kind of caught up in the moment, and you're not paying attention, and, and you back into something, and all of a sudden oh, one of those no. several thousand dollar items falls and shatters. 
and it's like the owner comes over there, like a china doll. The, the owners come over there, and, and you're thinking, oh, man, I'm in trouble now. How am I? It's like, well, maybe they'll make, you know, they'll, they'll uh, let me pay it out, or I, I don't know if I could ever get a loan to pay for something that high or whatever. And you're expecting judgment, right? That If you break it, you pay for it. Right? That's, that's, you're, you're expecting judgment. And, uh, and that owner comes over there, and, and that's what you're expecting. And that's how it is with many people with God. Because you just feel like God's, you know, you've got to pay for the mess that you've made in your life. You've made such a mess. And so you, really what you want is, is mercy, right? You're thinking, God, give me mercy. And, and so that, that person comes over there and that person says, listen, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay for it. That's mercy, right? But grace is not that. That person, that owner, that store owner comes over there and says, listen, I saw that, how that item was just something that you really wanted. And, and I know that you didn't mean to break it. And I've got another one. And, uh, and you don't have to pay for it. Uh, and, and I know that that was an accident. But here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you this other one at no cost. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. You got to know that Jesus paid for every mess you made of, of your life. And we've all made a mess from time to time in our lives. And he didn't say, he didn't say, he didn't bring judgment on you and he didn't just bring mercy on you. He says, here's, here's mercy. But he, he said, here's grace. I'm giving you all of this. Regardless of your past, you can have my blessings, you can have my happiness, you can have my joy, you can have my strength, you can have my health. You can, not because of what you did, but because of what Jesus did. That's the grace of God. Today, receive this message. Receive his promises. Pick up today and get planted in the word of God. I don't care if you haven't been in the past, get planted in it today. Amen? And start bearing fruit in every season of life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We're so, so grateful to you. 